Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, the official podcast over here. We'll have Jared Smith talking some college football. We'll have Bill Brackenberger talking some NFL, both sharp betters. I'm Brian No. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. We welcome in Jared Smith here. We are recording this on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. No days off, baby. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Jared. Appreciate it, Brian. Thankful for this lovely uh, vehicle that we have every week. Um, and it's been a it's been a fun season. We were talking before it came on. Like, this is it. Like, this is the last week of the regular season. Like, the swan song of what's been a journey for us with this new show. And it's it's been a blast. So we appreciate all you guys listening and consuming the content like you're going to consume your turkeys at some point today. That's right. And I don't want any trash talking about turkey from anyone on this day. You know, I'm not just talking about you and me, Jared. I'm talking about this just in general. I don't want to hear is any. Turkey. Yeah. I did see some takes. Like This is the, about the time of year where they put out the power rankings of Thanksgiving food. I've seen turkey lower on the list, but, like, is it completely off the list? Oh, for you? some people have it or... completely off the list. They're crazy. I say those people haven't had good Nuts. turkey. That's it. They haven't had good turkey. Someone prepared it. Agreed. They didn't know what they were doing, and now they hate turkey. It's, just, it's unfair. It's, it's sad, right? Yeah. Really? But that is. I got something to brighten your mood. The slate of Saturday college football over here. How about this? Number three, Michigan. Number two, Ohio State to get things going on Big Fox, 12 noon Eastern time. To me, it's all about Blake Corum. Is he healthy? Can he go? Is he a fraction of himself? Because if he isn't the Blake Corum stud that we've seen throughout this season, it is going to be way worse than what happened last week against Illinois where Michigan had to scratch out a win. This is going to be boat race city if Blake can't go, I think. Yeah, and I think there's some interesting you know, depth issues for both teams. The first part about this game that I looked at you know, we saw some weather in Columbus. Well, that's kind of clearing up now. And I think that obviously favors Ohio State. Of course, you want to make sure you check the weather forecast before you you place a big wager on this game. And, you know, when we get closer to Saturday, we'll know a little more. But if it's clear and, you know, you keep the rain and the wind away from Columbus for at least, you know, the morning afternoon time, I, I think that obviously favors the Buckeyes who want to throw the ball more down the field. It's kind of interesting because you have this, you have both teams that I think are very good at their top tier, but both teams, like I said, have had their depth tested by injuries. And with Michigan, you saw the drop off last week against Illinois when Corum left the game. It just, there was nothing there offensively. And JJ McCarthy's really struggled pushing it down the field. You know, he had a 48% completion percentage against Rutgers. He had his worst QBR of the season last week against Illinois. And, and, and you saw that drop off. Meanwhile, for Ohio state, down to their third string running back two last week. Henderson was out. Mine Williams was out. And then all of a sudden, 
Dallin Hayden, a freshman, comes in who is a five-star kid, 27, a buck 46, three tutties uh, against Maryland. So, And I think that's kind of a good barometer of where these programs are. Michigan's good at the top. I don't think they're as deep as Ohio State. Like, I think Ohio State goes one layer deeper with, like, the studs that they can bring off the bench at these skill positions than Michigan does. And, and again, if Michigan can't push the ball down the field, I don't know where they get offense in this game. And I think that's why you saw this total drop a little bit. And I'll be honest, I, I really like the Buckeyes in this spot. And, you know, maybe we get some Michigan money over the weekend that gets this to seven. But even at seven and a half, I, I, I think it's a play on Ohio State for me. By the way, what's your gut feeling? And I know this is tough, man. Very tough. But in the world of gambling, you need to have a gut feeling on what you think Michigan's going to get from Blake Corum. It's the complete X factor. And he's normally we save the X factor for the fringe player, but the X factor is his injury. We know he's a stud, but how effective do you think he's going to be? It's impossible to know. I mean, I saw a friend who's a Michigan fan on Twitter the other day say he wouldn't you know you you saw him at the the you know the turkey donation thing giving you know holding all these turkeys and my friend tweeted like yeah i I don't think they would have had him holding 20 30 pound turkeys walking around in the cold if he wasn't you know at least trending in a positive direction so my guess is he plays and he's less than 100 percent but again you saw the drop off there and i think that's really the key and you go back to last year's game it was the running game that sealed it. Now that was in snowy conditions in Ann Arbor. They had Hassan Haskins. They had a much better offensive line and they don't have any of those things this year. So I, I I'm concerned that you're not just going to get this mission. You know, people watched last year's game and they see the rankings and they're like, wait a minute, you know, Ohio state, Michigan or two, three, how can we, you know, get a seven and a half points spread? So I, 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 I concern with the game plan for Michigan, because if they get into a negative game script and Ohio state starts fast, even if it's seven, 14, nothing. And, you know, let's say mid second quarter, JJ McCarthy turns into a passer. And I just don't believe that they can be that explosive. They've been banged up at receiver all year. Ronnie Bell's been very inconsistent. And again, the numbers from McCarthy have been, you know, poor, I think, mediocre at best. So I, I'm concerned if this is, you know, 10, 14, nothing at, at half or mid second quarter, what are we going to see from Michigan's offense and Ohio State, as long as they're relatively healthy? I, I think C.J. Stroud just is a level above anyone that, you know, Michigan can bring to the table offensively in this game. I'll just say last thing on this game for for right now is uh, I, I think football. I love it, man, but it is just cruel. This should be Blake Corum's spot uh, to have a good game. I don't know if it's going to be Michigan's spot, even with him fully healthy for them to win the game, but it should be the spot where he has a special game. He's been a monster all season long, and now he's dinged up. I just think this should be his what, Tim Biakapatua <laughs> time? Like, right? This is sure. the time for him to have the exclamation point on what has been a very special season. And, man, I just don't know if we're going to see that with him being a little bit limited. We'll see how it plays out. Let's shift it to this. Saturday night, Notre Dame taking on USC. USC up to six in the college football playoff rankings. They got leapfrogged by LSU. Pretty interesting. But USC, they survived last week against UCLA. Unbelievable where they – UCLA had, what, four turnovers? Like, USC yeah. had four takeaways, and they're scratching out a win that they give up 45 points in. They got the W. They got it done. But defense optional in this one. I think you and I could move the ball against the Trojans, so I expect Notre Dame to be able to do it. 
And USC's offense is just absolutely lethal. The total we have at 64.5 at BetMGM, it should be another track meet I'm envisioning here. Yeah, I mean, the game plan for sure for the Irish is just to be physical, right? Like, like, like that's where they have an edge here. Top 30 in schedule-adjusted rushing success rate. USC's defense outside the top 100 in basically every rushing defensive metric that ever been invented by the nerds so it's just there's not a lot of starch up front for this trojans defense and the notre dame offense has proven it in big games that they can line up and pound it right down your throat now the one negative here if i'm lincoln riley and i win the toss i want the ball I want to score first i want to put drew pine in a negative game script and then i want to let the chips fall as they may that's how Notre Dame, you know, if you want to ask me the path to USC covering here with a leaky defense against the physical offense, it's getting Drew Pine into a 14 nothing hole early or even 7 nothing, frankly. Like, just put the pressure on Notre Dame to get out of what they want to do, which is absolutely run the ball right down the Trojans' throats, create play action on later downs. The only way you can do that is if you get into third and manageable. So to me, it's all about who gets the ball first, who gets off to the good start. If it's USC and it's a two score lead, that's where Notre Dame really is going to struggle here. If Notre Dame has the tempo and they're on the front foot, this is a scary spot for USC. I see a lot of variance here. I I do. And I, I think this is a game that I won't be betting. Um, because I, I can see this game vastly swinging two wildly different ways. And it's really about who gets off to the better start. Yeah, it's really interesting how, look, man, this is, I guess you would say it's moving day. It's it's beyond moving day when it comes to the college football playoff rankings, right? Where USC, it's right there for them. If you think about the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, I mean, they're in a world of hurt whoever loses that game in terms of getting into the playoff. So if USC wins out, USC should be in a pretty favorable spot. Things would have to get pretty goofy for them to not get into the playoff. So it starts with the win against Notre Dame, and we'll see where it goes from there. But if you win two straight games, USC, against Notre Dame in the Pac-12 championship game, they should be sitting pretty well. It just depends on what happens around them if that's the case. Yeah, you can't leave them out if that's the case. I mean, that like, and again, I had this discussion with, and this is a great discussion. I'm sure our producer Ryan's listening to this, and he'll maybe add this into the rundown for this week. But the the comparison between TCU as an undefeated Power Five champion and USC as a one loss Power Five champion, I'll be honest. USC, like, like if all things being equal, and there's one spot left. And those are the two teams that I can choose from. Now, I don't know what universe that actually will take transpire in because most of the universes, USC and TCU both could get spots and, and this conversation's avoided. But let's just live in a vacuum for a minute and say you have one spot left and it's USC Pac-12 champion, one loss, TCU undefeated, uh, power five. I, I, I would pick USC because – isn't the goal to get the best teams. And like when I look at TCU and I look at USC and I stack them up and I take away the win loss record. And I just look at star power metrics, you know, how your, how how your offense operates, what they look like, who you beaten. 
I, I think USC is better, but I've gotten trolled for that take. So I, I, I take your your criticism or your pushback, um, you know, <laughs> seriously, because I, I don't know if I'm wrong here. Yeah, it's if TCU wins out, they're in. No questions asked. Yeah, I, I agree. But which team would you rather see play Georgia, Brian? Would you rather see Georgia play TCU or would you rather see Georgia's defense go up against Caleb Williams and this USC offense? Well, I'm with you on that, but that's not a reason to to vote in USC. You know, otherwise, like, why are we even bothering with playing these games if we're just going to go with the biggest oh, brand true. name that's in the vicinity of the It's not like USC is a three-loss team. They they lost by one point to arguably the next best team in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 far and away is the better conference this year, and they have played far and away the tougher schedule. So they have, how do but... you value that one loss compared to the undefeated considering the competition that they've played? Yeah, I just, you know as well as I do, you can make all these points and that's great, but you know as well as I do, USC is going to be left out in the cold if it comes down to undefeated TCU versus USC. That's just the way it's going to go. Probably right. Yeah. But I would like to see, you're right, this is one of those spots where it's who I want, not who I think, right? Yeah. Like, I've seen this story before. We've seen Washington and the, you know, the really middling power five champions with no explosion on offense and really no top tier talent go up against the Alabamas and the Clemsons when they were number one. And and it's been ugly in those semifinals. Very ugly. And I'm trying to think to myself, like, what what's the what's the best game? Like, who are the best teams? Really? Like, how do you judge that? And we see this in the college basketball tournament all the time. You know, the the ACC team with 12 losses for the at-large spot against the, you know, mid-major that's 27 and three, you, you know, like it like how do you judge those teams and, and who they are? It's tough. And listen, while we're living in the four team playoff world. You're going to have, in some years, a really strong number five team that gets Absolutely. left out. Like That's just the way it is. One more real quick here, Jared. We've got Oregon at Oregon State, the artist formerly known as the Civil War. I don't know what we're calling this thing now, but it's a good matchup. And look, man, Oregon State's been tough this year. Oregon with a gritty, very uncharacteristic of the Pac-12 type win last week, 20-17 to against Utah, but... Cam Rising, just a lot of mistakes. Uh, gritty Bo Nix. We talk about home Bo Nix. That was Gritty Bo Nix, who was completely limited, yet did enough to get Oregon in position to win the game, and that's exactly what they did. Oregon on the outside of the playoff chase looking in as the Pac-12 cannibalized itself yet again, excluding USC that's still alive. But how about this one? Oregon, Oregon State, a lot of emotion in Corvallis when it comes to this game for sure. Yeah, we talk about Corum for Michigan. Obviously, Bo Nix's health here dictates so much with game plan and scheme. And you saw it last week. You you, you saw a game plan last week for Oregon that was not designed for Bo Nix. He was in the shotgun a ton. It looked like there were a lot of zone reads that were called that weren't executed. And that's because they they wanted Ty Thompson or they thought Ty Thompson was going to be playing quarterback for Oregon, who is mu- as as mobile as Bo Nix is. Like that's what Ty Thompson does. Like he is a running quarterback. Whereas Bo Nix, I would call him more dual threat. Then all of a sudden, Bo Nix guts it out, plays the game, but most of the packages were designed for Thompson. So Utah just stacked the box and made things very difficult for an Oregon offense that was about twenty five percent below their rushing success rate 
on season average. So different vibe this week. I'm sure, you know, Kenny Dillingham will draw something up. That's a little more Bo Nicks friendly pro Bo probably see a lot more under center runs, probably see a lot more play action off of it. And, you know, limited with the bootlegs and, and, and the rollouts and this sort listen, this Oregon state defense played really well this year. That's absolutely the strength of this team. Jonathan Smith has kind of revitalized this defense. It's offensively that the, the, the Beavers are just so limited. Ben Gabranson's like, if you looked up, uh, you know, situational game manager in the dictionary, they'd have a picture of his face. Um, and it's just, I don't know what you're going to see from Oregon state offensively here, but total kind of hovering in that, you know, mid fifties range, which for Oregon's pretty low. And we're seeing a little movement now to three and a half. So maybe there is a little love for Oregon in the market and maybe there's a little love for the over here. So I kind of would lean Oregon state at three and a hook totals, probably a layoff. Yeah, it's just interesting to me if you tie a couple of these games that we've talked about together. That's what's so interesting about football, the injury impact. You saw it last week with Bo Nix. That Oregon offense looked totally different with his mobility limited. And it just makes me wonder, again, going back to Michigan, if Blake Corum is limited, you got more on J.J. McCarthy's shoulders. The ripple effect of those injuries is just mammoth sometimes, depending on who it is. A lot. And, you know, this is a this is an Oregon State offense that just wants to grind you down, you know, and and how is Oregon's defense, which is coming off a very physical game against Utah, where Utah just pounded it down their throats? You know, did they get up for this game in a big way? And, and you know, they're going to be up for this game. This is right. I mean, these games, that's the part about this week. And I, I guess, you know, big picture. A really good starting point for a lot of your handicaps this week is just to see who's on five wins, who needs to get bowl eligible, and what are the the point spreads relative to the motivational factor in a lot of these games. And we'll talk, touch on Auburn, Alabama, I'm sure, on Saturday, but that's a great example. Like Alabama's on, you know, two losses; they're not going to the playoff. Auburn's on five wins, but they're three touchdown dogs. So, like, you know, do they have that fight? to get up for these games. I think this Oregon state team is kind of in that same category, you know, been an up and down year for them. They're bowl eligible. They're eight and three. They're kind of trending in a positive direction with Jonathan Smith. They've won two in a row. They've scored 31 plus in both games. Like, you know, how up is Oregon for this game? Knowing that, you know, actually, no, I take that back. Oregon's very up for this game. They, they need to clinch a PAC 12 title spot, but how healthy Bo Nix is, I think it will be the determining factor for me. Going to be a tremendous weekend of ball uh, weekend. Plus, right. We got, Thursday night Egg Bowl. We've got Friday games left and right, and then Saturday we'll be uh we'll be on. It'll be countdown to kickoff presented by Bet MGM on Saturday. We'll have Jared Smith from PicksWise.com, Rich Orenberger, Penn State All American, myself Brian. No, we'll get you all set for all the ball this week. Rivalry week in college football. Make sure you check us out 9 a.m. until noon Eastern time, leading right up to kickoff. Earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All right, want to welcome in Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, here to talk some NFL with us. Crack, we're recording this on on Thursday, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Any big plans? Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? No, just just some... uh... So a meal later on with 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 some family, um, the misses and and some friends who are like family to me that have a uh, a nice house in town. We're going over there and um, 
uh, we'll go back east for Christmas and we'll celebrate with my nieces. And it's uh, it's it's different for me. You know, I had an old fashioned Italian mom. That was a big deal for her. You know, so when she, when she was here with us on the earth, uh, that was a big big uh, meal for us, a big holiday. Yeah. And it was special. It's just uh, it's tough without her here. So I, I kind of yeah. really don't want to celebrate. Well, I, uh, I'm sorry to hear that crack, but I no, have a good okay. day, man. Just saying. Are you ever, yeah. as a, a, a professional gambler, are you ever tempted to give out picks as presents? Like, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Take the Jets minus six or whatever. Have you ever done that in your lifetime? No, I don't even like to give out <laughs> picks in general. I know on our show on Sunday, the fans want – they want picks. They want they want sides. They want um, so I, I always tell everyone, listen, when I give out something, it's a I'm betting a peanut on it on, on a side. It's nothing big. Uh, totals are much much more where my my money and proposition bets even more than that. So uh, Buffalo, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm watching the Buffalo game here too. Um, everyone thinks like like this game's today. Buffalo, Dallas, the, the our eyes deceive us too. So you have to understand like. Our eyes last week, we seen Dallas destroy Minnesota uh, in Minnesota. We seen the Giants lose outright at home to uh, Detroit. So our eyes deceive us. I don't think there should even be a double-digit dog uh, this week. Uh, it's just this season has shown that more than any. Uh, so if I am forced to do anything, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the double-digit underdogs, uh, if anything. You know, for a for side totals, I have, uh, of course, total action. I have a ton of props going on, but kind of stay away from the sides. It's, it's the thing that's covered the most by so many networks, and it's it's the hardest thing to beat in, in, in sports betting. I swear to crack, one of the things I think about you most is when I see the point spreads come out for the new week and there's a double-digit underdog. I immediately think of you, you know, and we've got <laughs> three of them as we speak. It's – on Thursday, the Cowboys are favored by 10. You've got on Sunday, the Dolphins favored by 13 and a half against the Texans. And then also, no Matthew Stafford. He's banged up. The Chiefs are 15 and a half point favorites against the Rams. So I leave it to you, Crack. If you had to make some picks, what would you do? And by the way, favorites of 10 or more, they're only 4 and 11 against the number this year four and 11 wow i didn't even know the number wow that that's yeah. amazing there you go uh i i don't think miami can, can be giving anyone in the nfl 13 and a half points i don't know it just seems like too much uh for me but uh, I, again i didn't bet on it don't think there won't be a 14 popping up here just like don't think i won't get a 10 and a half here uh in, in town in vegas later on such a square town everyone loves betting dallas is one of them, america's team and you could uh, now i would jump on something like that getting the key number of, of 10 and going through it, going to going through the key number of 10, I meant to say, getting the 10 and a half. And, and I may jump on, you know, getting getting 14 points if I can with Houston because, you know, people love betting the, the hot teams. Again, our eyes deceive us. So um, I am really not looking at that, looking at more totals right now, but uh, I will take those extra half a points around the key numbers when, when, when the opportunity presents itself. There you go. There's a game that you've got your eye on in the late afternoon window. Chargers against Arizona. Kyler Murray says he should be good to go. Maybe Hollywood Brown, Arizona's wide receiver, will be on a pitch count. But if you have Hollywood out there and DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, obviously a, a boost for Arizona's offense. Uh, you're looking at the first half total, Crack. What do you th see in this one, man? 
Yeah, I like betting overs in first halves. Uh, a lot of times teams that are comfortably ahead will be running the ball and trying to run the clock out in the second half. Uh, I look I look at the over in this one, this one also. Here in town, we have a couple 23-and-a-halves uh, in town, but there's also uh, – so I'll even see a 24, but really, I mean, so many places, MGM, Wynn, Westgate, even uh, the, the stations and circuit, they're all 23-and-a-half. So I look at 23-and-a-half as, as going over uh in the chargers arizona game thinking that murray will come back and and uh you know we'll, we'll get some uh hopefully we get some points there on the board and that's a good play for the first half it's, it's widely available everywhere uh one of the games i've got my eye on crack Bengals at the titans so the titans are two and a half point underdogs at home total is 42 and a half uh, any direction you want to go in, I also think about props because, man, Joe Burrow was slinging it all over the place last week against the Steelers. The Titans, though, man, they have been tough defensively. So any direction you want to go in, whether it's uh, the total, whether it's first half, anything, anything stand out to you in Bengals tight? That game, it, it opened up one, and it's up to two and a half, so even a couple threes. Uh, it opened 42 and a half and it's still 42 and a half. So there's been no action on that, on that game at all. Not from any, any sharps that I know. I know a couple different syndicate groups. You're, you're right though. Tennessee is uh, coming off that, that uh, green Bay get a big green Bay. And, and um, you know, I, 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 uh, I see the game has some circle on it. So there is maybe some injury concern there or some information uh, oh, oh, Lamar Chase. Well, we know we we, we know that uh, already. We we know um, Jamar Chase has had a hip injury, but I was just wondering what that was. But it's still circled there. I have no real in, no no real info on uh, on that game as of right now. Um, I look towards there's another game which is in red, so I might as well talk about it now. The only other game on the board in red is Chicago Jets. We know Mike White is uh, coming in replacing Wilson, but we don't know the questionable shoulder injury on, on, uh, on field. So that means everything to me, even though some people are down on fields passing in the pocket and he waits too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, this guy gets a hundred yards a game <laughs> rushing the ball. So um, I don't know. This game went from four and a half when they announced the, the, the quarterback change up to six, even yeah. six, I see a six and a half on the board here. Wow. That seems like a lot of points the jets are given there. Um, I, I, I'm tempted to even go on a side there with Chicago, but I guess you have to wait more towards the announcement about fields. Isn't that crazy crack with just the questions at quarterback where that's the perfect example. You've got Mike White. He'll be starting in place of Zach Wilson. You've got Justin Fields, who's got this separated left shoulder. He said that he wouldn't be able to play yesterday as of Wednesday, but might be able to give it a go on Sunday. That's a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback positions, plural, you know? And then you also think around the league, some of the things that have happened where Sam Darnold will be starting, right? You've got Kyle Allen who will be starting for the Houston Texans as Davis Mills gets benched. When you've got that much uncertainty at quarterback, do you just immediately start thinking prop bets instead of sides there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you do. You know, when you have all this uncertainty at quarterback, um, you, you really want to stay away from the game unless you know that information. You know, I have a couple different uh, insiders that uh, are, you know, alerts on my phone when as soon as I get uh, information on stuff. So I try to beat the bookmakers to that information because they also have the same insiders on their phone. I, I would stay away from anything in the game 
uh, unless you know, stay away from a lot. Of, I, I, I'm looking for every for every NFL side I bet, which is maybe one during the week or two. <laughs> I probably bet thirty props. Literally, I'll have fifty props on a on a on a Sunday. Uh, sometimes uh, going if I'm especially if I'm back east, where believe it or not, even though I live in Vegas, you would think it's a sports betting capital world. Absolutely not. Where the all the uh, different apps and the new uh, jurisdictional sports books have come in, that's where the sports betting capitals of the world are: New Jersey, New York, where I can bet on my apps and get a lot of bets. And when I'm back there, I'll have 50 props on a Sunday, literally, uh, compared to the you know 10 or 20 I'll have here on a Sunday. So um, anyway, yeah, looking into some things already, betting some props, and today, like today, I only bet a couple of props on these games. Didn't really bet too many, but uh, on Thursday's game, but. Looking more towards the the weekend, and uh, we'll see what happens here by Sunday. By the time we're on air, I'm sure I'll have some juicy information for all the listeners. Definitely looking forward to that. Quick question before one more game here. Have yeah. you ever goofed crack where you're like, <laughs> you, you, you bet the over, say like Josh Allen's passing yardage, and then you also have a ticket for the under, and you're like, wait a minute, it's the same number, and I bet both sides. Have you ever made a mistake betting that many Oh, props? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm doing this 30 years. I'm doing this professionally 30 years. They're the mistakes that you can make. Uh, how about this? How about when you take a lead on the game? Take a lead on the game, for especially the numbers I'm betting, and then forget to get off. So I'll have five or 10,000 on a game where I took a lead knowing that, you know, I was, I was betting, you know, pick minus 30 when I knew it, went, it was going to three or even laying three when I know it's going to four and a half, and I forget to get off some of it. That, I've done that many times and just seems like it never works out for you too. Whenever you have a bet you're trying to get off, or whenever you bet the wrong way on something, and sure, if you, especially the years before the mobile apps came out, when you're getting physical tickets run into the counter, sure, you're not, you know, it's it's they're they're humans, they make mistakes, so they're punching tickets the wrong way. It's up to you as the better to check the right way. I absolutely have made mistakes also by trying to go too fast and betting betting the wrong way, and oh god, without a doubt, it happens. Thank God it doesn't happen too often. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, the Packers and Eagles Sunday night game. Yep. What the line says to you? Because I think that's interesting. Right now, the Eagles at home are favored by six and a half. Now they were favored by six and a half on the road against the Colts last week, and now they're at home and they're favored by the same number, six and a half, against the Packers team. The news this week: Aaron Rodgers has played with a broken thumb since Week Five, and they've been a hot mess. Green Bay is brutal. They've lost a bunch of games here as of late. I don't need to sell you on how bad they are. So the, what the line says to you, is this just a matchup thing where Green Bay, they run the ball effectively, the Eagles haven't done a great job against the run. Is it just this particular matchup, or do you think there's some skepticism from Vegas about the Eagles in general here? Well, you know, the Eagles, are they, they proved to be human. I mean, they, they had their first loss, and then all of a sudden uh, they almost lost first Indianapolis. And now the bookmaker knows it because uh, this look-ahead line just a couple weeks ago was eight and a half. So it's six and a half now through the key number of seven. Um, we we all know Green Bay is is they're a garbage team. I mean, they, they had a big chance to not be the garbage team because after they beat Dallas, that was like their Super Bowl, and they came back and laid an egg. So um, it, this line is probably exactly where it should be. I know a lot of the fans will be on. Uh, the, the, in general, people say, "Oh my God, Eagles under under a under a touchdown! Oh my God, this is uh, 
this 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 is my this is a great opportunity. Well, it's it's it might not be because you know football's funny. Football's funny. Like I said, Packers beat Dallas um, by three. They then they go go into they go they go home and lose to the Titans as a as a pretty big favorite. This team is just in shambles. But then again, uh, Philadelphia has proven to that they're a human and. Uh, anything can happen here. All I'm saying is I'll, I'll probably I'll stay away from this game. But uh, and if I'm forced to take a side, believe it or not, because it's such a funny line, yeah, I would probably take Green Bay. I'd probably take Green Bay in the game. So yeah, hey, um, I, that might be the right uh, side. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely hear yeah. what you're saying there. Yeah, it, that, that is so true. Football is goofy. And that's partly why it's we goofy. love it, and that's partly why it drives us crazy when we're gambling on it. It's just oh, yeah. it's goofy, man. Oh, yeah. It's hard to figure out. Hey, be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love, whether it's live betting, the daily Lions boost, or the cash-out feature. New users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. All right, check us out on Sunday. Bill Krakenberger, as sharp as it is, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. Jeff Schwartz will be with us, eight-year NFL veteran. He does an awesome job as well. I'm Brian No, I'll be along for the ride as well. 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio. Get you all set for everything you need to be aware of in Week 12.